This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello, and thanks for listening to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider visiting my website at josephscrimshaw.com. From there, you can sign up for my fan list, find out about upcoming shows, and look at a picture of me dressed as a squirrel. Plus, you can also buy my book, Comedy of Doom. People are saying things like, Comedy of Doom by Joseph Scrimshaw, a book that will get you laid and prevent you from dying. (laughs) And of course, Comedy of Doom? Jesus Christ! Holy fuck! You can also purchase my comedy album, Verbing the Noun. People are saying things like, Verbing the Noun made me feel strange, but also good. And, Also, I understand that most commercials rely on sex to sell things, so here are some sex noises. Oh, 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 oh my god. Okay, Okay, baby, I'm coming. All right, okay. Get off my hair! Okay, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. Thanks again, and enjoy Obsessed. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for coming to Obsessed. Uh, this very special episode is kind of a spooky episode for Halloween time. This is going to be an episode about ghost stories. And to just get us started off, I wanted to tell you a little bit about it, a terribly frightening ghost-like story that actually happened to me right here in this theater that we are recording the podcast in. We're here at the Bryant Lake Bowl. And uh, people can't see this, uh, and people listening might not know this, but the stage here at the Bryant Lake Bowl, behind these curtains, there's a door that opens directly onto Lake Street. And for anyone listening uh, who doesn't live here in Minneapolis, Lake Street's like, it's a, it's a pretty busy street. Um, so I was doing a show here many years ago on Halloween night. And we often, just as a shtick, we would kick the door to Lake Street open and we would run out. Because often there'd just be like a person standing there and they would be shocked. It'd be this strange interruption where the people in the theater would be able to see like the human being outside having no idea that they're suddenly a part of a show. So we were, we were doing a bit where we were being chased by monsters because it was a Halloween show. And we kicked the door open and we ran out, on, out to Lake Street. And then uh, you can work your way down through the bowels of the Bryant Lake Bowl and get back behind uh, the stage. So we did that, we did our bit, we ran outside, and we came back around, and we got up here, and we saw behind the curtains, someone had actually come onto the stage from Lake Street when we had kicked the door open. And this person was wearing dark robes and had a ghost killer mask from the movie Scream and was holding a knife that may or may not have been a prop. So there was this moment of like, this is so funny. Because when you're doing comedy, you kind of want like weird, unexpected things to happen. So there's this moment of like, this is awesome. Something weird happened. And then we kind of looked at the guy, and the curtains were parted. And this was a variety show. So there was a guy with an acoustic guitar singing some like nice, funny Halloween songs. And the ghost mask guy started to like just poke his head out and stare at the guitar man. And half of the audience laughed, and the other half of the audience was rightfully terrified. So we tried to approach the ghost man to tell him, like, you should leave. And he just sort of started waving his hands in the air, including the knife, and making kind of stabby gestures. And it went from, like, this is a fun thing to happen to, like, no, this is like 
the opening tease from like Law and Order Castle. <laughs> it's Halloween night. I'm doing a comedy variety show, and there's a man with a knife, and I'm going to be murdered. This is not funny. So uh, the server in the restaurant is kind of looking at us, and so we kind of indicate, like, yeah, you, you should throw this guy out. And then the, the ghost mask killer actually comes onto the stage, and again, like, half the audience laughs, and half of the audience is terrified, and the, uh, the server grabs him and marches him out and, and throws him out, and we go on. Later on, I discovered that the man behind the mask was indeed, like, very high on drugs, and this is, his very frightening name was Arturo... <laughs> And Arturo had been harassing people in line for our show. And the server who was in the restaurant at the time, or in the theater, had also been working in the restaurant. So when Arturo, the ghost mask killer guy, was harassing people in line, right before the show, our server had thrown him out the front door of the establishment. So then, you know, from Arturo's perspective... He got thrown out of this bar restaurant theater. He was bummed out. And he was sad. And he walked like five feet down Lake Street. And then some assholes kicked a door open. He was like, hey, I'm back. So he just came running back in. And from our server's perspective, he walked out to the restaurant. He threw the guy out. Then he walked back into the theater. And the fucker was on stage again. So I'm very glad to not have been killed that night. But that was a moment where I felt like true actual deep horror of like I might die uh, so hopefully we're going to instill some of that same horror in this very same building in you guys by discussing some ghost stories and performing some ghost stories I have some wonderful guests my first guest is a comedian a podcaster an improviser and a human man Eric McEwen My next guest is also a comedian and an improviser, uh, and she was recently a guest on the Star Trek episode of Obsessed and a Human Woman, Hannah Kuhlman! <laughs> Thank you guys uh, so much for being here and doing the podcast. Thanks, Joseph. Thanks for having us. You guys are welcome. Have you guys had horrible, terrifying things happen to you here at the Brian Lake Bowl Cabaret um, Theater? Just bad shows. Yeah, just empty <laughs> houses every once yeah. in a while. Just small audiences and shitty yeah. shows. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. I uh, uh, were you in that show? Maybe. Yeah, that one. They we did an <laughs> improvised video show here in this theater and filmed some scenes down in the bowels. Oh yeah. Of the theater, and there was like a killer scene that was filmed down there, and it's it was real creepy. It was very like Pulp Fiction basement. Yeah. So, but it was fake. It was just theater. It was just it's theater. Yeah. Okay. But it, yeah, but it is really creepy in the basement. It's a little so weird. If you ever get a chance and want to be creeped out, sneak into the basement. Just sneak down there. If you like things that smell like garbage, then the basement <laughs> is the place for you. It smells like garbage. Excellent. So uh, are you guys both fans of horror? Yes. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yes. What is your favorite kind of horror? Like movies or emotions or like... <laughs> I, I, <what? laughs> the emotion of horror... Anytime I can be terrified. <laughs> Any, if I can pee my pants, it's like great. It's perfect. I'm I'm multimedia accepting of all horror. I um with the advent of Netflix, I'm very horror movie oriented these days. Okay. But uh when I was a kid, before I was, you know, allowed control of the screen, I used to uh, read a lot of short horror fiction anthologies. Oh. Thanks, public schools. <laughs> Seriously, there was like amazing stuff in those public libraries. 
Like, did you read like big stuff like Stephen King, Lovecraft, I read, or I snuck Stephen King books when I was in like third grade, Damn. which is too young for a child in the eighties. Yeah. So that was like really disturbing and formative and <laughs> built up some like fierce scar tissue, I think, seriously, <laughs> that enabled me to keep reading like just scary. So crap. since you have so much scar tissue, does it take a lot to scare you from a, a movie or a television show? Yeah. And, I, you know, I think as the years go on, it takes more to like gross me out to the point where I won't watch something like okay. Now I'll just be like, no, let's just watch Reanimator for the 15th time. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. But, you know. Spurt blood. Whatever. Yeah, I used to have to. I th- my parents used to make me hold a pillow between my, you know, in my eye line during like the beginning of Ghostbusters. Spoiler alert. When, the, <laughs> when, the, when I go down in the basement and the ghost says, shh, and then she's like, and explodes. I didn't see that part for years because my parents used to make me not see that. So I was and very Did you tell sheltered. them like, I just fucking read Carrie? <laughs> no, I had to keep I that a secret. I can see a ghost vomit. I kept that a secret. Oh, wow. I, hope, I think my mom isn't going to hear this. Um, Eric, did you, did you enjoy horror at too young of an age? <laughs> I, uh, no, I was terrified by horror at too young of an age. I was very, uh, I was a wimpy kid. Not that, the book, not, not that thing. Uh, I I just I I would go to my mom sometimes and say, "Mom, that scary commercials on TV." Again. <laughs> was so it like was, the Charmin Bears or like something something uh, innocuous, innocuous, In- opti- innocuous, yeah. innocuous, optical? Um, yeah. So I was I was I was just too frightened as a child. So I've gone like the o- totally other way <laughs> and never just uh, I I I seek out. Uh, the horror genre a little more, the, you know, books, movies, uh, going to the the haunted basement over at the soap factory is. Oh, so you I actually go to yeah, because I think that's different to enjoy horror stories mm-hmm. in media that you can control versus having like people in dressed up and, like yeah. screaming at you and touching you and shit, especially yeah. like a immersive, artistically terrifying experience. Yeah, like no, the but local, it's, it's the local haunted super, house yeah, at the soap yeah. factory, and it's wow. uh, it, horror makes me giggle. I giggle, <laughs> so I've, I've, it's just, I'm just one big callus now. Yeah, almost. I get really frightened at the actual like you go to a place and it's you know pretends to be haunted and, and people scream at you and, and things jump out. Like I haven't been in years, but like when I was uh, this is a long time ago, so like 20, and my my girlfriend at the time wanted to go to the haunted house at the state fair, <laughs> and I didn't want to be a wuss, so I was like trying to make a joke of it right. the whole time, and we had like some cheese curds, so like somebody kind of popped out and scared me, and like pretended to be behind a cage, I was like, watch this, so I like threw some cheese curds at the mm-hmm. dude, and he said, you can't throw cheese, you dick! <laughs> <laughs> and that really undercut the horror for me. Hey, man. It made me feel very safe, so like now whenever I'm scared at anything, it's just like, I gotta throw a cheese curd at it, and I'll That's see the beautiful. truth. Uh, do you guys think that uh, that ghost stories in particular, or just kind of like campfire scary stories, do you think that they're a unique brand of horror? I always wanted campfire stories to happen to me. Not the events in them, that would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. But I, I always wanted to like be the audience for those, because I would see them in movies and on TV shows and in So you wanted books. to hear the yeah, stories. Yeah, I just wanted someone to te- so have that like, bewitching experience of hearing a campfire story, and I just never did. You probably just hung out with the wrong people. I just never went to Girl Scout camp, so... <laughs> is, that, is that where it happens? Where I, the, I don't the know. Really scary... Someone tell me where the creepiest campfire stories happen. I rang I the doorbell to sell them cookies, and then I killed them. <laughs> uh, Eric, have, have you? do you have... Uh, have you heard great ghost stories or great campfire no. stories? No. Nope. 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 Awesome. You know, actually, I just 
I think I may have just uncovered a repressed memory. <laughs> I'm serious. I just, talking about this right now, I'm remembering. Uh, I I have a bunch of cousins on my mom's side of my family, and uh, my mom grew up in this farmhouse, which is now like 115 years old. And so, as you might expect, has a super creepy basement. So I I just remembered this that when I was a little kid, like maybe like meh, six or seven, my older cousins who were in their like early teens would take all of us little kids down in the basement under the premise of like, we're going to play gin rummy. And then they'd <laughs> shut out the damn lights and tell oh. us terrifying stories. And we'd be too scared to go back upstairs because the journey back upstairs was scarier than to what? execute than just staying there and huddling. Wow. So they would just make up really effed up, creepy stories about You are just a bundle of scar tissue. I got a lot of pent up crap <laughs> to deal with tonight on the podcast. Excellent. That's great. Uh, so another just kind of general question for both of you guys is I, I think that there is obviously something romantic about like buildings that are old or large to be haunted. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever heard or experienced people who think that like their small efficiency apartment is haunted? <laughs> uh, no, I've, I've, I, don't, I don't believe in ghosts. That's cool. Uh, right, that's cool. But, uh, that's uh, safe. To, you're in a safe place. Right, you can say guys, that. Guys, uh, ghosts, <laughs> ghosts aren't real. Ghosts aren't real. Let's say it. Say it loud and proud, ghosts, brother. Uh, they might be real. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, uh, when I was a, this actually happened like three weeks ago to me, <laughs> as well as a, as a kid. Uh, I was in, I was in my room uh, when I was a kid. And I just heard, I heard my name. I heard Eric. <laughs> no one around. It freaked me out. And, and and that happened like as I was falling asleep three three weeks ago. In your like this. in your in your modern adult home. In my modern adult home what? in my bed, I just hear my name going Eric. And it wasn't your wife. <laughs> no. That sounds kind of like a chair being pushed out. Are you sure it wasn't that? It was uh, Eric. I, I the chair movers were <laughs> in town. Oh, see, that's probably what it was. Yeah. That's terrifying, dude. Yeah, no, but there's, you know, there's a, it's either my brain being stupid or, or you know, an illogical explanation, but still, it's, it's creepy. Oh, God, it's yeah. It's so creepy. It's like oh, you're, you're half asleep, and then you, you hear your name. That's not comforting. No, not at all. Not That's in the terrible. slightest. As much of a callous as I am. You know, <laughs> so, Maybe it was a bird. Might have been. It's probably the bird we Sure, keep. there are many birds that <laughs> sing, Eric. <laughs> That is their natural mating song. <laughs> I had an experience uh, in a in not a, a non atmospheric, non romantic, you know, haunted seeming place where I thought something supernatural was happening. I was in the Michael's Craft Store <laughs> in Roseville, in Roseville, in a, a suburb of the Twin Cities uh. metro area. Brightly lit, lots of silk flowers and embroidery floss and what have you. And I had this. There was there were several stretched out moments where I was like. It's real. Horror is real because I just saw this like thing I didn't understand. Uh, it was like this levitating like creature, and then it, what, it turned out I reasoned out pretty quickly what had happened. <laughs> A stray cat had wandered through the automatic doors of the Michaels and had gotten really super freaked out and had climbed the slat wall of the Michaels and had gotten all the way up almost to the ceiling. And was just making like ungodly cat noise, like, wow. and everyone in the store had this like parallel experience of like, it's all ending now. And then we're all like, oh, it's cat. 
So I was at a uh, Cub Foods uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a shopping trip one time, and it was. Oh, I'm glad that's what you were doing at Cub Foods. Right. It would be scary if you were doing anything just else ready at for Cub bed Foods. Just, at Cub. just jacking off in the uh, soup <laughs> aisle again, like you do. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's the scariest thing that's gonna be said, no matter what <laughs> else we say in this podcast. It was. It was during the day, so it wasn't creepy at all. But there was. There, it was midweek, jacket, so it was fine. Just um, a normal Wednesday hump yeah. day jack off in the soup aisle, well, right? you know, cream of mushroom really gets me. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Continue with your story. Um, it, it was just ter- it was a terrifying <laughs> day for me because every every corner I turned was like the the creepiest looking person. Oh. It's like it, it's like the store had been invaded by ugly gypsies. Almost. <laughs> and I turned the corner and like take my breath away. Like, ah! It's like the, the, just the, the, the whole store was filled with weird looking people that day that just that can be like a primally disturbing. It's like that moment in Mulholland Drive where that creepy person just comes out from behind the dumpster. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, it was that the can dumpster. be very primally creepy. Yeah, yeah, that part of Mulholland so Drive where your parents put the pillow over your face. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. They Not can't anymore. do that to me anymore. Okay, so I have one final sort of general question for you guys. Uh, what if ghosts were real and like you guys died? Like, what do you think? What places would you want to haunt, or what kind of issues would you be willing to like hang around to resolve? Like social issues. Would you like? I'm gonna haunt Washington. Women's reproductive health. <laughs> and, uh, women's reproductive health. I would health. haunt that issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's worth doing, right? Yeah. How about you, Eric? I don't know. There's a lot of issues. Well, if you had to haunt a place, a place, but if the soup island cup foods, right? <laughs> People go just in there on Wednesday morning, just like, oh! The, juice, the soup just rattles and explodes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh just, cream of mushroom. Oh, right. no. Yeah, I, I know. Um, it's the cream of mushrooms just too. I probably want to hop someplace happy. Yeah. So what's, what's that, like Chuck E. Cheese? Or like, that's terrible. Well, that's a little cre- that's, that's creepy. That's those, really those creepy. Those animatronics are yeah. just dead eyes. So where would you hunt? Yeah. What's a happy place for you that you would want to haunt? Um... I don't know. I don't have a lot of wow. happy places. <laughs> that's that's going to be your unfinished business, Eric. Yeah. You're just going to... Finding w- happiness? Yeah, wander so go wander the earth looking for happiness. Yeah, people just hear a voice saying, is this my happy place? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like the ghost Hulk. Just uh, but, but instead of solving things, I'd, I'd end up happy at the end. I'm hear the mysterious Hulk music. Could you do that, Hannah? <laughs> is that even the right yeah, that's, chords? That's right. Okay, good. I think that's uh, Jurassic Park theme song. Yes. When the Jurassic Park theme song plays, mm-hmm. your specter is nigh. Yeah. Okay, so well, I think we've learned a little bit of, about you guys, so that will inform the, the ghost stories that uh, we're going to tell. And we got some audience suggestions, so I'm going to draw an audience suggestion for you, Eric. Okay. And this will inform the ghost story. Eric can tell us a ghost story in just a few little minutes. And remember to just scare the shit out of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the words on this piece of paper Oh, this is going to be good. Death by misty ghost shocks. Death by ghosty. Death by, by misty, misty ghost, ghost shocks. shocks. And then the words you with have been crossed out ominously. <laughs> 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 
I think the Incredible Hulk is here at our show. Mm-hmm. Death by Misty, go shocks. You with? No, that's not right. <laughs> I cross out. <laughs> Just Death by Misty, go shock. I clarify. That's good. <laughs> that good like is. Eric, the cub food masturbator, tell good ghost story based on this. Yeah. All right, so ghost story. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, include Death by Misty and oh. shocks. Shocks. So you got about three-ish minutes. It was a small farming town (laughs) in Farmington, Minnesota. (laughs) Doing good so far. It was 11 p.m., closing time at the local Dairy Queen. Jessica had been working a double shift, and it was time to close up shop, wipe down the counters, clean out the Misty machine. (laughs) (laughs) But something had gone horribly wrong. Not only there was not red and blue (laughs) (laughs) flavors in the Misty Machine, but a deep, rich, dark red started flowing and oozing out of the Misty Machine, which is now called an Arctic freeze. (laughs) Rebranding. (laughs) Rebranding is all she could think of. She tried to stop the flow of this viscous red (laughs) fluid. But it kept coming. And it started forming. Forming into a shape. A a person? A man. A corporeal form. Ghost stories are better when you don't mispronounce words. (laughs) But the misty formed into a tall, handsome blood man. (laughs) he stood up and looked into her eyes (laughs) and said one word shoes and then he left and then she died of shock (laughs) They didn't find her for three days because Dairy Queen was closed that weekend. <laughs> for remodeling? <laughs> so, n- <laughs> so now that Farmington Dairy Queen has two ghosts. The Shoes Blood Man. <laughs> and what's her name? Whose name I forgot. <laughs> the end. Yay! Oh, hooray! <laughs> that was terrifying. I know. I am uh, drawing uh, for myself. Here's, oh, ooh, okay. Mode of death. Hung behind a small town city hall for bonking the mayor's wife. All right, then. (laughs) Here we go. A ghost story based on a person who has been hung behind a small town city hall for bonking the mayor's wife. A city council member from the small town of Brainerd, Minnesota, wandered outside of the city hall one evening. He was secretly a smoker, and he didn't want anyone to know, so he decided to go back out behind the city hall and light up a cigarette. And he pulled out the cigarette, and he was rattling with guilt, so the cigarette was shaking as he tried to raise it to the cigarette, he had a very difficult time getting it lit. And he finally get it, got it lit, 
And then he heard a voice say, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was terrified because he always felt as though like some presence was watching him when he was smoking a cigarette. So he, he dropped it in shock, but then, then he heard another voice go, oh, yeah, grab it. And then he felt as though he were being instructed by a presence for some reason. So he picked up the cigarette and put it back in his mouth. And the voice said, yeah, put it in your mouth. This is good. Yeah, that's really really scary. He put the cigarette back in his mouth. He just torn up with like guilt and excitement because there was a mystical voice validating his deepest, darkest desire Mm -hmm. to smoke a cigarette behind the City Hall building in Brainerd, Minnesota. So he took a deep, long breath and the voice said, yeah, suck it! (laughs) And he joked and he spit smoke and viscera out. (laughs) Because I wanted to say the word viscera, that's why that happened. But you pronounced it right, so that's good. Mm, it sounds rightish. I'm so scared. <laughs> and a little turned on, right? Mm. No. Mm. So he put the cigarette back in his mouth. And he began to be concerned now. And he, he continued to enjoy the cigarette, but he started to look around for a source of this voice. And he saw this sort of, uh, up by the top of the building, this sort of ghostly protrusion begin to form. And it was like old wood suddenly coming out of this more modern building. And then a rope materialized. And then a man was hanging there. And he was like kind of an oldie time man. He was from like 1982. (laughs) He had big lapels. And it was fucking terrifying. And this this ghostly apparition of 1982 man gave gave him kind of like a thumbs up. And the man said, I was hung! Behind City Hall, I bonked the mayor's wife, and I died in 1982. So, could you tell me what happened in Return of the Jedi? (laughs) (laughs) In the cigarette smoking man from the faraway year of 2013, said, well, Luke Skywalker (laughs) (laughs) appealed to his father, Darth Vader. Darth Vader was actually his father. To save him and find redemption. And Darth Vader (laughs) did find redemption when his evil emperor was shooting him with the force lightning. I'm so scared right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He found redemption, and he saved his son, and he he died a good man. And if Darth Vader can find redemption, (laughs) I think you can, too. And with that, 
the man who had bonked the mayor's <laughs> wife smiled and said, that's what I needed to hear, and disappeared forever. <laughs> and the man continued to smoke <laughs> and died a few days later. <laughs> pancreatic cancer. Mm, it's the fast acting At one. the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. The end. Thank you. That was really scary. I like the part about the force lightning. The force lightning was good. I felt I felt scared by that. So Hannah, are you ready for your um I better be. Okay. <laughs> so your suggestion says, ooh. <laughs> Is that what it Oh, I hope. <laughs> it, no. it doesn't say ooh. ooh. Okay. All right. It says haunted bathtub. Shampoo catches on fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this is great. Soap turns to blood or possibly a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pass me that piece of paper? Yes. I don't want to forget a there's, single element of this. There's suggestion. a lot going on there. All right. Haunted bathtub. Shampoo catches on fire. Soap turns to blood or possibly a kidney. Awesome. All right. <clears throat> uh, this, this story is actually something that I heard. I, I, I'm improvising. Guys, but this is a story I heard from somebody. It's actually true. Really? Um, I don't know. I, it's what I heard. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is uh, my a friend that I knew that I don't know anymore <laughs> had a roommate had a roommate whose uh, cousin I think this happened to. She Joseph, was house bring sitting. Up Snopes. <laughs> she was, bring up Snopes on your phone. Uh, she was house sitting. Her name was Kim, and she was house sitting. For these people who uh, she had, she'd been hired by to house sit, and uh, <laughs> through the internet because this was in the early two thousands when this happened. So they used the internet to hire her, and she didn't really know them, uh, but they seemed really nice. Uh, they had a really big, beautiful house. Uh, it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere in this development that hadn't really been developed yet. So there were a lot of empty lots. It was kind of outside of town. But it was a really nice house, and so Kim was really excited to house sit because um, they she was going to be there for like two days, and she could do whatever they wanted, and this couple had a lot of money. So the house was like beautifully furnished, and the refrigerator was full of awesome food, and they had a Laserdisc player that was <laughs> really sweet, and they had tons of movies. So, And they told her she could just do whatever she wanted, but the only, th the only rule was... Well, there were two rules. She wasn't allowed to have anybody over, uh, right. but she could use the cordless phone that they had in their house. <laughs> it was 2000. No, it was like 98, probably, uh, based on the details that I've established. <laughs> um, so she, she was welcome to use the phone, but she wasn't allowed to have anyone over. And she was only house-sitting. She was not allowed to do any pet sitting because the thing was they kept a lot of <laughs> reptiles in their house in the herpetorium is a word <laughs> that I think is means what that is. Uh, and she was not allowed to go in there because the lizards and snakes would be fine on their own. So that was the rule. And so she was like, fine, that's weird. No problem. So she, the, the first afternoon was really fun. She just kind of hung out and like, you know, probably like smoked a drug or something. <laughs> but not like a heavy drug, just like a light drug. Because you're house sitting, you have responsibilities. And she like, you know, like had a pizza from the refrigerator. And um, 
And then <laughs> she like slept on like two different beds. She like switched beds in the middle of the night because it's a really big fancy house. And then the next day when she came, she left. And then she came back and <laughs> she did some stuff. And she thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm Kim. I'm gonna go take a bath in the jacuzzi. And so she took her clothes off like you do before you get into a bathtub. I'm scared. And it made her feel a little bit vulnerable because oh, she started yeah. thinking, like, what do I really know about these people? Maybe there's a camera in here or something. Maybe I mean they 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 raise lizards and snakes. Like what what kind of people are they? And then she thought Fuck it, I'm Kim. So she <laughs> ran a bath. She ran a bath. And she was about to step into the bath. And then she thought, you know what? I'm going to smoke another drug because I'm Kim. <laughs> so she did. She smoked a second drug. And then she was like, she left the bathwater running. And she was like, I can do whatever they I want. I hate rules. I'm Kim. So she ran up to the lizard room and unlocked the door and opened oh. it. And there was nothing inside. Wow. <gasps> Which was confusing. <laughs> yeah. So she shut the door, but she forgot to lock it. Fuck. She went back down to the bathroom and climbed into the tub and closed her eyes and sunk down into the heated water, <laughs> which was very relaxing <laughs> in combination with the drug that she'd smoked irresponsibly. <laughs> After a while, she felt herself drifting off, almost as though she were asleep, but not quite. And the water had cooled a little bit. And then she felt something touch her foot. She opened her eyes, and there was nothing there except her foot and some water. Everything she expected to be there. And she thought, Kim, you're crazy. So she shut her eyes again and just tried to relax and started sort of singing like a, a song from about six years earlier that had been popular mm -hmm. under her breath. And <laughs> suddenly something wound around her ankle and started pulling her down to the end of the large jetted tub or jacuzzi. And her head went under the water and she sputtered and opened her mouth and water went into her mouth and she managed to pull herself up. And she looked around and there was nothing and no one in the bathroom except for her and bathroom things. <laughs> she thought, fuck it, I'm out of here, I'm Kim. And she stood up in the bathtub, which you should never do. <laughs> the bathtub was slippery because it was full of water and she fell, hitting her head. And then she died. <laughs> <laughs> but before she did she reached out for a bottle of shampoo it exploded into flames in her hand and she tried to throw it but you can't throw flame no it raced across the surface of the water so she ducked underneath and then she saw that <laughs> her kidney had turned into blood and that's ultimately what killed her <laughs> At least that's what the couple said when they got home because they were both the coroner. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Yay. Yeah, I want every ghost story to end with they were both the coroner. <laughs> and that they were inside the house. Is awesome. Mm -hmm. I think that we did a valiant job to come up with something more terrifying than Cup Foods on Wednesday. <laughs> that might be the one that sticks with me. I don't but I know. think that's the one that's really going to... The ghost of Cup Foods. Uh, so, uh, like all the podcasts, I want to uh, end with um, some very serious, very pompous questions. Sure. Hannah, mm -hmm. if you could telepathically communicate with any kind of animals, what kind of animals would you want to communicate with? Um... Domesticated animals. Do I have to pick a specific <laughs> species no, that or sounds nice. animal race? Yeah, pets. I'd would, go for pets. What would you have them do? 
Um, I would just have them. I'd probably end up trying to explain the internet to them and like consent issues and just try to talk with them and help them understand what's happening to so them. So you wouldn't get the animals to do your bidding. You would just like fucking lecture them. I No, I would just be like, I'm trying to help you. Do you understand what you mean? Like, you're a joke, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you should be our friends and we're treating you like a joke. Awesome. It would spin rapidly out of control. I have a feeling. Awesome. Eric, if you could force the whole world to sing one song together, what would that song be? Oh, um... Just, let's just do Rage Against the Machine. Hold <laughs> <on> parade. <laughs> no, nice. I don't think... I think, uh, you know, it says a lot of things we all feel. And I think everyone would be on the same page about raging... Yeah. ...against things. Yeah. Like I so want to do. <laughs> Excellent. Hannah, if you could shoot anything out of your hands, what would you shoot? Oh, wow. Uh, force beams is so obvious. I'm going to go with... Cream uh, mushroom? No. <laughs> no. No. Kidneys? Uh, diet... <laughs> Diet cherry cola. <laughs> Diet cherry cola. At a velocity slow enough that I could comfortably turn the palm of my hand towards my own face <laughs> and not be injured as I drank the cola from my own hand. It's very nice. Mm, it, it should be when it happens. Fucking gross. Yeah. Every time I've asked someone that question, it has been a means of force. But for you, it's convenient <laughs> soda. <laughs> convenient soda. Nice. Uh, and this is a final question for everyone on the podcast. Eric, what is happiness? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just being uh uh being comfortable with uh with yourself. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I, I really like that. Eric. Is there a, is there a sadder answer to happiness than that? <laughs> no. I well, maybe. I don't know. I just I, that that sat there very honestly. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed it. Uh Hannah what is happiness for you? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it simple. I think happiness is peace and quiet. Excellent. And in the opposite of that, ladies and gentlemen, that is our podcast. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.